0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello everybody and welcome back
1: to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, hailing from the east coast of the United States of America, we are joined by Abiku. Hi guys, how's it going? Hello, hello, welcome to the Game Lounge. How are you doing today?
2: Uh, I'm doing good. I hope you're doing fine as well.
1: I am doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm tired. Other than that, it's a fine day for myself. And uh, because you're brand new here, Abiku, uh, we have to do a little passport check where we get your favorite video game video game character and video game soundtrack.
2: So my favorite video game is Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. That is a game I hold dear to my heart, and I can play that basically whenever for like hours and hours on end and never get tired of it and so with that my favorite character of course is yoshi like i've liked him since i was like a small child i like his energy that he gives off and i always every game that he's in that i like play whether it's like mario kart or smash i at least try to use him most of the time
1: Mm -hmm. yes uh, yoshi be a very is a good dino with i will say this about yoshi he's got a sus sticker in the new oh mario yeah party
2: <laughs> the <game>. sticker a <laughs> sticker that is my that is such a good sticker like i, remember I mean when, it is <laughs> i remember when mario party like like the stickers got like i think they were like leaked or something on like twitter or something and i saw the yoshi one of was like how did they allow that <laughs> they really just like people nintendo were just sitting there on their computers thinking about make Yoshi express like shock or just the word what, and then that's what they came up with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, though. And uh, a favorite video game soundtrack.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is a hard question. I'm tempted to go with Yoshi's Island again, but I'm going to change it up and say that my favorite OST is um, Kingdom Hearts 1.
1: Ooh, okay, okay. It's, it's a good. It's a good choice. It's got some. It's got good music in there. Oh yeah, it has a,
2: a plethora of good songs. Like, I don't, I think I don't even think I can think of one that I don't genuinely like, not like because all of them are either pretty good or just fantastic.
1: I think the uh, the original music they did is great. I think some of the licensed stuff can get old real quick, like Under the Sea.
2: Oh yeah that 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 that's that's a good point. I completely forgot about the Atlantica World. Yeah, the Atlantica pain. World in
1: all the Kingdom Hearts games it's so very vastly different.
2: Oh yeah, because in one it's like you're actually swimming and like fighting, and then in like Chain of Memories you're just walking underwater. Oh which, yeah, which, 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 I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: In- I for- I forgot it's in Chain of Memories, even though that's my most recent Kingdom Hearts Platinum. Oh, are oh, you
2: platinum Chain of Memories? How I would did you do that to yourself. <laughs>
1: you see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Once you get, once you understand what you need to do for sort, because like collecting the cards is easy because they legit show you that you can manipulate the RNG to get every card, which I think is amazing that you can just manipulate it to get a certain enemy card
2: oh that really? you need yeah i did not know that. <laughs>
1: yeah it's crazy there's like a whole video guide of like here's what you do here's the type of room you need to go into here's the enemy you attack do that if you don't get it leave the room enter it again it refreshes the enemies i believe or whatever and then you just keep doing that to get the until you have all the enemy cards all the collectible cards and so on and so forth Then they're like, here's the best combo for Sora to just clear high-level rooms instantly so you can get the experience. The drag is Riku. Oh yeah, Riku getting to level 99 is the worst part of the game.
2: Yeah, I'd say that too. Like, Like, I kind of knew about, like, the card combos and slights and all of that stuff, but then when I was playing, like, Reverse Rebirth, I think that's what it's called, like, for Riku, like... Like, just at the beginning, it was, like, so hard for me to grasp. I was able to do it eventually, but, like, just grasping, like, around his moveset. Because, I mean, he can be very broken, but you just have to learn. It's just, like, when you're starting to play him, it's, like, you don't understand anything.
1: Yeah, it's more of, like, the early stuff is, like, back to kind of just regular Kingdom Hearts stuff with the occasional combo that you can use.
2: Yeah, the three-hit combo, yeah.
1: But yeah, no. King, uh, Chain of Memory is fun platinum, fun, fun platinum. Overall, until you have to, you want a Sudoku yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, back on Kingdom Hearts one, really quick. Um, the only reason I bring up Under the Sea is because I have a fun fact of knowledge for, I, I guess, just people who are fans of Disney. Did you know that in Disneyland Tokyo or Tokyo Disney Sea, basically those two parks. They sell five exclusive soundtracks called
2: Disney Eurobeat. Disney Eurobeat? I have never heard of Disney Eurobeat.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously if you know Eurobeat, you know the people who did uh, basically all the music for Initial D and whatnot. Yeah. They they covered Disney songs, and they're licensed by Disney.
2: And you can actually, like, buy them?
1: You can buy them over there, but they have an entire YouTube channel where all the songs are on there. Oh, I've got to listen to that. Then. Oh,
2: it is. I've got a to find
1: trip. those. It is a trip. I will tell you that. <laughs> it was Under
2: this. I I wonder if Under the Sea is actually one of them. It is one of them. That is why is I bring it It is one of
1: them. Oh. It, it, it was the first one. Uh, oh, Me and wow. the Game Lounge crew, we were just chatting one night in the VC like we do. And the, the quote, because uh, long ago I played Kingdom Hearts and... My mod PC, he hates Under the Sea with a passion because of how much he had to listen to it growing up. So in comes actual trash PhD with the fact the knowledge bomb that is Disney Eurobeat. Oh,
2: all the of all the companies who I would think would ever consider doing Eurobeat, Disney is like pretty much at the bottom.
1: Exactly,
2: right? Yeah, like. I don't want to call them this, like, mature company because, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not immature, but it's definitely more suited around, like, families and, like, younger kids.
1: And you don't see but, them doing too many crazy projects.
2: Yeah, I think probably craziest project might be Kingdom Hearts, I think. It might, I might be wrong. There might be something even more crazy than that. But when I think of Disney, cr- like, crazy Disney projects, it's, like, Kingdom Hearts. That's it, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, really. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. That's the passport check and a nice little Kingdom of Hearts discussion. It's now time to move on to our headline of the week. And boy, oh boy, it's a big one. Oh boy. It's about Rockstar, GTA 6, and hackers. Oh yeah, I heard seen. all about that. Earlier this week, Rockstar was hacked via a network intrusion Revealing extremely early alpha footage of Grand Theft Auto 6. Which, in the state it is in, is completely unfinished because it's alpha. Not not even alpha, it's like pre-alpha. Still in the development stages of shit. It, it's early. And roughly an hour's worth of short footage was published all across Twitter. Uh, with how And with how early this stuff looked, people didn't actually believe it was real leaks. Until Rockstar came out and said, actually, yeah, what you're seeing is... Early development. And people were like, oh shit. The the hacker in question, uh called Teapot Tuber Hacker, said they intend to publish more, including a test build and source code for GTA 6 and GTA 5. Uh late and they later said that they're willing to negotiate a deal with Rockstar Games. It's due to all of this, the FBI is starting to look into this. A lot of police sources are looking into this. But on the brighter side of things, uh, some other game devs came out and showed a lot of early rendition footage of some of their games. Like Uncharted, uh, Naughty Dog came out with some of that stuff. And a couple other game developers, I believe the developers for Control. Uh, those are the two I remember off the top of my head. But they showed like some of their alpha footage as well, just to kind of... I don't know, to help lessen the blow and just stand with GTA and Rockstar. So that's good. And we do actually have an update to the story. Uh, as yesterday, a 17-year-old was 17? arrested in uh, yeah, in Oxfordshire in the UK, connected to the hacking group Lapsis, and uh, also connected with the Rockstar hacks. And also... Uh, apparently Uber got hacked as well.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the Uber
1: oh. hack seems to just be in the UK from what I read. But yeah, so one person's been arrested and I'm sure uh, if they want to enjoy some jail time, they'll rat some people out.
2: Oh, yeah. Just just to soften the blow. Like, more on the alpha footage, though, Like I remember like when that sort of came out, I was seeing people on Twitter acting like, oh, this is how that game's going to look like Basically, like, when it's available to be purchased by the masses, And I was just...
1: It's like, do, people, do you not know how game development works? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I was like... They, that's I was the last thing head. they put in are the graphics. They need to make sure everything operates normally first.
2: Yeah, exactly. But then I go on Twitter and I see people like, oh, this looks horrible. Like, there's no way. There's no way I'm playing this. Like, have you never... Do you not know how... Like games work, <laughs> you not know how game like design works. Like you gotta put in all the physics and other, um, other things that would
0: get to actually assets. work.
2: Yeah, f- physics assets, all that good stuff, and make sure the game isn't buggy or glitch filled. And then they're treating, it, <laughs> they're treating it like oh, the game's coming out tomorrow or something like that, and it's Home. gonna look like that.
1: Rockstar even said that the game is just entered development not that long ago
2: yeah exactly like like i mean i kind of i like watch a bit of gta and i see that but i just have like a kind of sort of like grasp on how games like design works yeah and like literally that's all you need like just a small grasp but then people are treating it like oh the game's coming the game's coming sooner than you think and it's gonna look like this when that's really not the case
1: yeah no. What you should, I'm surprised. What people should be saying is they're actually working on this. Oh my god!
2: Yeah, exactly. Because GTA not six. I was, why well, am I saying? GTA six. GTA five came out in like what November
1: 2013. Yeah, November, yeah that sounds right. Yeah, it's yeah been basically 10
2: years. basically around like the same time. Like I think back then I was like probably in elementary school. Maybe I don't know. I can't count, but yeah, it was like that's that's when it came out and then like besides there are other there are other franchises that are having the gta 5 effect as i like to call it like look at mario kart 8 a game i bought off with the wii u and then i had to go buy it again because it was on the switch and i wanted to play with people that i knew but it was like it's just like buying the same game over and over again too so like i guess yeah. another thing relating to that is that people can't like like, they've had to deal with, I think for GTA, it's like, what, three console generations? Because it was on the PS3. on the
1: 360 and PlayStation 3. Then they released it on the PS4 and Xbox One because they added first-person mode. Then it went to PC, and then they released it on PS5 and Xbox Series X.
2: Yeah, so the game got released, like, what, I mean three times technically four times because the pc thing is like
1: i think it was maybe released for stadia as well but don't quote me on that one.
2: Oh uh, yeah but stadia like i'm pretty sure everyone forgot about stadia like <laughs>
1: post <post-2020>. 2020 <laughs> yeah the fact that stadia doesn't really get much for game releases anymore as well
2: yeah yeah it just kind of shows how sort of like premature our um games can be or what am i saying it's just showing how we aren't really ready for cloud gaming like something some a company like as big as Google with like billions and billions of dollars in worth they can't make stable servers for people to play on, and they can't and with that, they can't like get game developers to be like, okay, we'll help support you and help get these games onto your cloud service for everybody because I can't remember I can't remember the last time I think I saw a game coming to Stadia since, like, late 2020. And that's probably just... That's just probably an estimate, even. It might have been even... It might have stopped making games, like, earlier than that, because... Well,
1: then you'll be surprised when we get to this weekend review, because, boy... One game is coming out for the stadia this week. Oh really? Oh yeah. (laughs) I won't tell you what it is until we get there, but uh hold on to your hold on to your pants because my
2: horses
1: (laughs) you're gonna want to hold on because for the first time in months a game is coming out on stadia. But before we get to that, uh we have to go through everything else that happened this past
0: week. Let's dive into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And to start it off,
1: let's take a look at some of the games that came out last week. Return to Monkey Island, Slime Rancher 2, and Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, Slime Rancher 2, already pretty popular with everybody. Uh, People liked the first one, and the second one's just as cute. It's in early access, so there aren't achievements from what I read, uh, but that's okay. The game's still great. Uh, return to Monkey Island great return to a franchise that hasn't seen an entry in 10 15 years, wow, if not more.
2: How do they say long time? <laughs> a long
1: time, but then again, uh, Lucasfilm Games or LucasArts, I think. Yeah, LucasArts did kind of go under, but then they brought it back so. In the world of video game news, starting off with League of Legends Worlds, Little Nas X did release the new, his new song, which is also the theme for the Worlds Championship, Star Walkin' The animated video features mech versions of some of the champions, as well as actual players uh, that you can watch within the World Series. I man
2: Little Nas, Nas X is, like, everywhere. Like, I remember, I think this was, like, 2021. He was, like... On Roblox, then he got on. I think Fortnite. I'm. I could be wrong about that. That man's. That man's just been everywhere, game related, and he's. Like, and I will.
1: I will say this: Starwalking, and a, I don't know if it's just a blessing of League of Legends, of the one thing League does right, because I do not like League. I'm oh not a yeah. fan of the game. League puts out amazing music for their events, and it's. Yeah, nuts. I've heard like a
2: few of their like event songs, and it's just like, wow. Like wow, I guess. Then I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe the music is the best part of this game, kind of like, kind of like other franchises, really. <laughs>
1: yeah. In sporting game news, Ted Lasso, the popular sport coach with the TV show of the same name, he and his team from the show will be a part as play- and playable in FIFA 23. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which I, I i find that completely funny. I don't think anyone would see the day where Jay, uh, Jason Sudeikis would be in a FIFA game.
2: Yeah, I remember thinking like back then like it's only a matter of time until we just get random celebrities that we can play as by default on FIFA and then since like 20 I don't remember if this was like the last game or the game before that, but then you have all these like random celebrities appearing in the game i'm just like why but at the same time like that's kind of cool for those people who enjoy the game so if you're a fan of having celebrities in your game that you can play as i'm not sure if they're going to be associated with like your own team like a team themselves or it's like my team exclusive or yeah i don't know that much
1: but yeah yeah, it's also not the first time EA has put a celebrity into their sports game. As back in two thousand four for EA Sports Tiger Woods PGA Tour two thousand four, uh, if you entered a secret code, you could play as Cedric the Entertainer.
2: Wow, that was wow that 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 is interesting. I did not think the celebrity cameos started way back way back in two thousand four. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Uh, in Netflix news. But not in the way you think. Uh, hey, remember Netflix Gaming? The service is only available to mobile Netflix users. Well, Spiritfarer, the popular indie game, is getting put on Netflix Gaming. Wow,
2: Spirit Spiritfarer! Like I haven't played it myself, but I watched other people play it. It is such a it is an incredibly emotional game. Is Facebook? I mean, not Facebook. Sorry. Is the Netflix thing on cloud? or is that
1: i don't really know all i know is that you can only access it through the mobile app
2: yeah okay if it is a cloud service do not get it on netflix get
1: it on (laughs) any other platform yeah (laughs) legit um in but in more mobile game news but on another side of things the popular game cookie run is gonna see an increase of players as bts is getting added into the game as cookies Oh, wow. BT- yeah, that that player base is going to skyrocket. That player base is going to skyrocket of all the BTS stands, And I'm going to say nothing else because I don't want to die.
2: Yeah, true. There, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a community. That's as much as I'll say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In uh, some Overwatch news, uh, Jeff Goodman, who was the lead character developer of Overwatch, he apparently left the studio earlier this year, and the news has just broken out about this now it was broken by pc gamer if i'm uh remembering correctly bl- it's part of blizzard it's uh, honestly i'm not surprised this oh, the happened bl- the blizzard they situation, they they've lost yeah. so many other staff and stuff and their games have kind of taken a shithole whole turn so yeah oh yeah not that surprised
2: s- yeah that situation was just absolutely rough like
1: but hey and some good news street fighter 6 revealed the entire starting roster of 18 characters for when it launches uh, they revealed the last seven characters in the most recent trailer. You have uh, Manon, Marissa, Lily, JP, who I believe are all new. Unless there. those are some deep... There's a, one of them or, or a, a deep cut character from uh, the EX plus Alpha series or whatever. And then, of course, you got DJ, Cammy, and Zangief being the remaining uh, three. So... A good cast to round it out, and I'm sure we'll see a lot more characters in uh, DLC waves for the game. The only thing
2: I really hope for Street Fighter VI, because I mean, is that still PlayStation exclusive, or is it? I What's believe
1: it. It's a PlayStation Five exclusive, but don't uh, quote me.
2: Yeah. I mean, I hope it comes to like PC or whatever, because I think the what was the last Street Fighter game I played? It was. I think it was Ultra Street Fighter Four. I wasn't that competitively good at it, but it was like such a fun time for me, to like just play through as everyone. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. Here we go. It's planned for release on uh, piece on Windows, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and the Series X and S.
2: Oh, it's on. Oh, it's multi-platform. Okay. So it excellent. is coming to th-
1: those. So Xbox One is getting shafted.
2: Oh, Xbox One isn't getting it. Okay, I see. But yeah, that'd be nice seeing. The Xbox finally gets some Street Fighter Love since like it hasn't. Or basically. Yeah, it, it just didn't get five for whatever yeah. reason.
1: <laughs> uh and probably some big news aside from just this one thing. Uh let's talk Twitch real quick. Twitch, they're banning gab- gambling on the platform, specifically certain sites uh that you can no longer use uh and stream on, which I think it's a good move. Uh, they've also talked about some revenue stuff, which I don't really want to get into because I could not really care. I've I talked about it on stream and I just don't care. I'm not a big enough streamer to really care.
2: Yeah. I, I don't get, I don't really get the whole math thing, but what I will say about gambling, like I even know you could do that on like the Twitch website itself. Maybe it's cause I've been on there for like, like literally not that long. Like I think, Two years at this point, but like, and then again, I'm not actively looking for gambling on any real website. But like, I even know you could do. I even know you could do that. Until, you see, this like, is how it, you
1: could. This is how you could tell someone doesn't watch XQC.
2: Yeah, true. I'm the <laughs>
1: legit, the biggest person on the platform who does that shit.
2: Yeah, like then I. Yeah, that's the thing. Because then when I heard about this whole gambling thing, then people were talking about XQC gambles, and then. All that other jargon and I was just like, how was this allowed in the first place?
1: Yeah, so that's been dealt with, uh well, being dealt with, and they said that they'll roll out more things to this ban um as time goes on as they see fit. Uh in more hacked news, 2K, their support platform, was recently hijacked and used to send players malicious links. Uh, they said on Twitter to keep an eye on their socials for updates of when they'll get it all fixed. But until then, do not answer your emails from 2K. Don't click on those links, kids. Yeah, don't click on the links,
2: guys. If you're if you play 2K, don't do it.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, EA and more EA news. They're working on a single player Iron Man game.
2: Oh wow, an Iron Man, wow an Iron Man game. I can't remember the last time I think I've heard of an Iron game an iron game. Iron, iron game. game. Yo, <laughs>
1: iron gates. Yo, iron, Ga- iron oh. more IG.
2: Oh yeah. More. I swear this guy's always on iron gate. <laughs> <what> <laughs> also,
1: also quick shout out to Savick for achieving the 22 in dark story. Oh wow. Uh, well shout done, out Savick. to Savick. On well that. Done. Uh Cause he, uh, go watch that speed run. It's a really good one you can see why he is the king of fling. Yes. The king of fling indeed. Uh, in probably the weirdest story this week, the Taliban is banning player unknowns Battlegrounds for being too violent. Wow. <laughs> Offic- oh <laughs> <laughs> Officials accuse the app of immorality and misleading youth.
2: You know, I'm not going to get into the Taliban's decision making. But that's.
1: (laughs) You you gotta admit, this is probably one of the weirdest bands that that group could have made.
2: Yeah, I'm just wrapping my head around that. Like, of all the things that they would want to ban, like. PUBG?
1: Hey, we got some Mario movie news. October 6th, we're gonna get our first teaser trailer for the Super Mario movie.
2: I think no matter how good or bad it is, it is just going to be incredibly memed on. Oh, you will it
1: absolutely a... will. It absolutely yeah. will.
2: Will it be, you know, God, God forbid, let it be worse than the first, the very first Mario movie. Like if it ends up being even worse than that, that is going to be like another big element. That I don't Nintendo know. I think, taking. I think
1: if the movie does bad, it'll be like a middle of the road movie. I feel. Cause I think some of this cast can deliver. And some I'm not that sure about.
2: Oh yeah, I mean Jack Black. As Jack Bowser, Black, I'm pretty definitely... confident
1: with Seth Rogen as DK. Honestly, I'm kind of confident with that. Not gonna lie, I'm not sure about Charlie Day as Luigi, but I, 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 I that'll be interesting. Um, and Chris Pratt as Mario, that's the one I'm, I'm the most concerned about.
2: Yeah, like I, like I still like I can kind of understand why Nintendo was like. Oh, maybe, um, maybe we'll just get all these A-list celebrities to do the voice acting because maybe they just don't want, I guess, Mario and Luigi and Peach saying like more like actual comprehensible sentences instead of yeah. It's Italian like I, 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 I,
1: like, how much do we have to pay Charles Martinet to voice how many characters in this movie?
2: Yeah, true. oh yeah, right. Because if you think about it, he voices like because it's, it's mario and luigi and... he voices
1: mario luigi wario i think he also does waluigi yeah I believe
2: uh, he and does he waluigi. also does a bunch of others oh yeah and he does i think i could be wrong but he also does the babies but they're not in this movie so
1: no god
2: yeah thankfully they're not in this movie
1: yeah uh and lastly our last piece of news in the video game world hatsune miku is in fall guys
2: Wow, another cl- another another collaboration for fall guys. That's like I've lost count at this point of how many like random characters that they just How
1: many characters have they been?
2: Yeah, how many characters have they been? It's like at least I'm going to just guess a random number. It's probably at least like 100, probably even more. At than least that.
1: 100 and one of them is Valkyrie.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. For,
1: forgot. And we're not talking about there's a Valkyrie skin. No, they just turned Valkyrie into a bead.
2: Yeah, like I, I like I don't even remember. I don't even remember that. But like, geez, it's like, where do they get this much money? Like, cause I haven't even heard of this. Like, cause this was even before. Like, I think this was before they got taken over by like Epic or whatever. Yeah, but like, where did they get all this money to just do random collabs? Like, it couldn't have just all been from Fall Guys.
1: Uh, but that's it for the video game news. In the world of TCG, starting off with Pokemon, the Charizard Ultra Premium Collection comes out the 28th of October. The Mew VMAX League Battle Deck on comes out November 11th, and so does Silver Tempest, the next TCG pack. And Scarlet and Violet, the base set, is set for March 2023. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! In the Master Duel updates the current Exes Synchro Festival that's still going on until the 29th of September so get your duels in get those prizes get your quillbolt hedgehog duel mates and if you're crazy enough get that title cuz I'm not I I can't I can't uh in the TCG for Yu-Gi-Oh Battle of Legend Crystal Revenge comes out September 30th Dark Wing Blast October 21st The Dark World Structure Deck, December 1st, and the Dark Magician Girl Accessories, February 9th, 2023. Magic the Gathering. We got Warhammer 40k Commander Decks coming October 7th, as well as Unfinity, which I believe is the new joke cards that they're releasing. That's also October 7th. The Pioneer Challenger Decks for 2022 come out November 4th, and the Brothers War on November 18th. And lastly, in board game news, Star Wars The Clone Wars is getting a pandemic board game spinoff, uh, which is pretty cool. And also, uh, in tabletop simulator news, No More Heroes is getting a board game. And you can play that on tabletop sim right now, I believe.
2: Oh, wow. That's going to be interesting for the tabletop sim fans. I, hmm. In terms of like all of that, though, I think cards are expensive yeah cards are (laughs) cards are very expensive like i think for me like when i just pick up like a tcg card i mean i haven't done in like years years ago but i would just pick up one see the ones that look cool um probably see if i could sell the other ones and they'd be like 60 cents and i would just be like what am i even doing (laughs) the joys of being the joys of being a child
1: yes absolutely but that's everything that happened this past week in the world of gaming Looking at the week ahead, here's what should be on your radar from September 26th to October 2nd.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off
1: on Monday, the Spirit and the Mouse comes to PC. On Tuesday, Grounded is out of early access and officially launches on the Series X, Xbox One, and PC Hako Life comes out on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, the Life is Strange Remastered Collection finally releases on the Switch, The Fridge is Red comes to the PC, the new Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero comes to the PS4, Switch, and PC, Tunic arrives on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch, and Dual Universe comes out on the PC. On Wednesday, Deathverse, Let It Die, comes to the PS5 and PS4. Destroyer, the U-Boat Hunter, comes to the PC. On Thursday, Brewmaster comes out on everything. Romatic comes to the Switch. Moonbreaker comes to the PC. Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, comes to the Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Valkyrie Elysium comes to the PS4 and PS5. Valkyrie Profile Lenneth also comes to the PS5 and PS4. From Space comes to the PC Switch and Stadia. And lastly, on Friday, FIFA 23 releases on everything except the Switch. My Little Pony, A Maritime Bay Adventure, comes to the PS5. And Witchy Life Story comes to the PC.
2: Okay, wow, so the Stadia isn't truly dead They're getting one extra. They're getting one more game that I thought they would never yet. Yep. On other on other news though, Tunic Tunic releasing on what the PlayStation consoles, PlayStation and
1: Switch. Switch.
2: Yes, you guys need to play that game. Yes, like literally, it is so good. Like even for someone like me who isn't that super big into Zelda, it's like a Zelda like ish game, kind of a Zelda rogue
1: like Dark Souls.
2: Yeah, basically.
1: That's what I would say. Like, if you're like, how is this game Dark Souls? Get to the bosses. Exactly.
2: Get to the boss fights, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's exactly like that.
1: Yeah. I know that I'll be playing it again. I collected every trophy on the Steam, or every achievement on the Steam version. I will be platinuming that game on PlayStation 4. So I'm excited to just play Tunic again.
2: Yeah, Tunic is definitely a very fun game, like... I like again, play play it wherever you can. PC Switch, even on Switch, I think it will run fine on Switch. Like it won't be like the downgraded version that most Switch games that are multi platform yeah. end up being. It'll be a very fun experience,
1: I'll say. Absolutely. If you need especially if you need that Zelda fixation before uh Tears of the Kingdom releases, this oh, is yeah, that right. this is what you need
2: yeah exactly it will definitely fulfill all of your zelda cravings up until tears of the kingdom
1: yes uh but that's what should be on your radar it's now time for us to dive into our main focus here's what we're talking about this week in the game lounge
0: covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests here's what's going down this week in the game lounge and our first topic
1: Abiku, you've recently submitted a
0: speedrun
1: to GDQ for the first time. Uh, yes, I have, actually. So, to start this off, what was the game and what was the category?
2: So, as goofy as this game may sound, um, I speed. I currently speedrun Mario and Sonic at the uh, either Olympic Winter Games or Winter Olympic Games. I don't know the title properly. I should probably know that ahead of time, but you know, it's it's small details. But the category I run is um, the team festival category. And to give sort of like a brief sort of s- simple explanation, it's basically uh, a slim down campaign mode that isn't really a campaign mode. You take part in events that take place over the Olympic calendar that took place in like Vancouver at the time, 2010. Even though the oh, game came this out. is
1: okay, this is the 2010 version of the Winter Olympics.
2: Yeah, yeah. People who have played the Olympic Games, they'll say that this game or London 2012 are the best ones in the franchise. And I'm inclined to agree with them because everyone, every game outside of like that, those two games are kind of either alright or just like bad.
1: I would agree with that. I've only really played the very first one like, back on the Wii, where it was, like, what was it, Beijing?
2: Yeah, it was Beijing, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's really the only one I played. I played the Vancouver Winter Games at a friend's place, but that was really about it.
2: Yeah, Vancouver 2010, like, like unironically good game. Even if you're not speedrunning it, it's, like, a very... Like, the events, most of them are fun, except for curling, but curling is... It's definitely, like... It's the gulf of the game. Like it's. Don't you? i hey, it's I'm a, a, can,
1: I'm a, You're. You're talking to a Canadian here. How dare you dis? How dare oh, right. you dis can. curling <laughs> listen, to me, a listen, Canadian citizen? Listen, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure. Real curling is definitely better. It, most it, of the reason I why mean,
1: cur- it depends who you ask. Curling. Yeah. True.
2: Most. <laughs> most of the reason why I say curling is like kind of my least favorite in the game is just because of the controller, the Wii Remote. And just like kind of pointing and like, and like the motion itself, it's not really the best, but but I guess at the time it was okay, but every time I play curling for when I'm doing runs, I'm always like, I'm always like, okay, I have to make sure this Wii remote actually works properly, otherwise my run is basically dead.
1: Alright, sensor bar, check. Wii remote, check. RNG blessings, Check. <laughs> it's not even RNG for the game. It's just RNG in life.
2: Yeah, it's just RNG, <laughs> It's just a whole lot of RNG, really. That's completely. <laughs> that's just even. It goes outside of the game. It just goes.
1: So, uh, what was the process for submitting your run to GDQ? Walk us through uh, what you do for submitting your run.
2: Um. So basically, how I at least submitted my run is that I like take like, I take part of my stream that I, because I stream my runs on Twitch, um, so I take that part of the run that ended up becoming my PB, I then upload it to speedrun.com, and then I ended up linking the run I put to speedrun.com on GDQ, I put in the information I had to, like, name, like ba- like, there's some basic stuff that you have to put in, and then you put the game, you put the video so that the people who check the games can see it. They can see the run entirely, figure out if it's a something that they want to bring on the table. And then to sort of entice them into putting your game on the list, you have to give like a sort of simple explanation on how your run works. Something that's enticing. I can't remember exactly one for one what I put, but I'd like to think I... Made the game at least look pretty insightful because on GDQ, there's always like the one or two games. At least I know for SGDQ, like, and I'm not calling these games bad, but like you, you see like the games that you have like no idea, like you've never seen this game in your life, and you're just like, what can what could this run? How could this run? How could this game be sped sped ran? speed and, ran. yeah speed ran. how could
1: how could they speed in this game yeah how
2: could they speed <laughs> this game yeah like like how how do you go fast in this game and that's and that's what i feel like people are gonna think about mario and sonic and to be honest i still like like i'm still dumbfounded that you can even speed run this game but after learning this game a lot and then just practicing runs doing all the motions and stuff like that it really came to the conclusion that basically any game or most games even can be speedrun no matter how ridiculous it may seem at first. So to any aspiring speedruns out speedrunners out there who have a game that they feel like oh nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care about this game or oh no one's gonna want to watch this game because they might not understand how it works. Just try just try your best go with the flow learn whatever things you have to learn you'll find a community of people who like the game and then you can show with them. Like for Mario and Sonic, they they we have like a Discord where we have the entire roster of Mario and Sonic games, including the mobile, including one mobile game. Oh which, yeah
1: the mobile one. Yeah.
2: Well no, I mean unfortunately though for Mario fans the mobile game it's only just has Sonic characters in it. So so yeah you won't begin your Mario fix there. You'll have to go on that. you'll have to go on the console, which I'm pretty sure most people would have if they are craving for Mario and Sonic action.
1: How did you get into the Mario and Sonic speedrunning community?
2: So the when I was learning the game for the first time, uh, the world record holder came into my chat. I guess he's kind of like I guess he kind of like pearls around chats just to see like, oh wow, look, someone someone new and fresh is running our game huge shout out to burleary though that guy is incredible at Mario like he i for, i his world record is like i think i don't know if it's like a f- 8 minutes off of mine but it's it's a quite a huge gap like you have to look at his run like before and just see the tricks and t- and stuff that he pulls because it is absolutely insane like i've learned i've learned a lot from that guy alone for me to even get a top 3 run And hopefully I can put all the tips that he's given me into getting first place.
1: Let's say you get accepted to GDQ. You made it to the big leagues. Who's on your couch? Uh,
2: Who's on my couch? That is a good question because I've been tempted to offer it up to some of my community members because I, was it a few months back? Yeah, it was a few months back. I had two of my good friends that have been in the community for like like a year-ish and they were commentating alongside me for the game and they provided some of the most excellent commentary I think I've I think I've ever heard heard or in my case deserve because like they were funny they were funny um they kind of helped me relax during the run and it was it was all great. So I'd like to open it up to more of my community. It's just a matter of like there's so many faces that I can ask. Well, if I do end up getting in, we just have to see from there. Obviously, I could outsource, too, because I know there are some, there are plenty of good commentators in the communities that I'm in that could help sort of carry my run.
1: And uh, I do got one last question about this topic. What is the, I guess, submission competition, like, specifically for your game? Do you see many other people entering with the Mario & Sonic series? Uh, or not that many.
2: Um, unfortunately, not that many. But I feel like with me, because I've been in like a sort of, I've been in like other speed run events too, like just just one. But it's still it's still good to be in at least, or at least have some experience. Yes. in those types of things. So like I. Then I didn't tell any of them that I was submitting to a GDQ, a GDQ at the moment. But then once, once I, once someone found out that I was submitting to GDQ, they got, they told basically a lot of people that I would be running at GDQ. People got excited. So I hope. So I, and I know there's going to be a lot of Mario and Sonic turnout from the community as well, which frankly I'm kind of happy for. Like, I'm happy to see the game get, like, recognized outside of just the Mario & Sonic Discord and then my own, like, stream. Because at the moment, that those are, like, the two the two main people. Of course, the people who have their own Twitch accounts or YouTube accounts that stream. They're, they're obviously showing Mario & Sonic to their viewers as well. But it's not like, obviously, it's not like Mario 64 where most of the Twitch community kind of has a grasp on the speed run or the BLJ and stuff like that. Like game, game stuff, like, like tricks like that.
1: Uh, is there anything else you want to add uh, about your submission to GDQ or speed running Mario and Sonic at all?
2: Uh, well, at least for me, when it came to like speed running Mario and Sonic, like I kind of had an idea of like when I started streaming, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn, at least one game to sort of branch out my content. And I looked at the games that I had. I could have done Mario Kart Wii, which already has like a pretty decently sized speedrun community. Like there's a lot of runs on the leaderboard and there's a lot of categories that you can run on. And there are a bunch of like gimmick challenges you can do like automatic drift only, which if you play Mario Kart Wii, automatic is not that good. And then I looked then I kept looking, I kept thinking, I was like, oh, Mario and Sonic. I played this game a lot when I was a child, but what could I do? What could I do with this game that would entice people to one watch me and two be fun itself for me? And then I started seeing runs of the game like on speedrun.com. I was like, yeah, I could actually do well at this. And then um what what else yeah and then i decided to myself i think much much later i think when was my first run it was either one either it was either 2020 or 2021 i think i'm leaning more towards 2021 but yeah i started playing that game on stream and then i was like wow this is actually a fun speed game for me to learn it's easy it's easy it does take like like, one hour, one hour and 40 minutes to beat the entire, like, campaign, but, yeah, and then after playing it, I was, like, yeah, I remember, I remember how fun this was when I was a child, I'm gonna keep speed running this game, so a hint of advice to anyone who wants to pick up a game, like, just look through, just, like, look through your catalogs, your gaming catalogs, see, like, a game that you liked as a like you played a bit beforehand and then just sort of run with it I, i've i heard similar stories for people who play sonic adventure 2 a game that you may know obviously from like savik and other sa2 runners that you have had on your podcast before but yeah i guess yeah my advice again is just finding that one childhood game that you always used to play and then sort of running with that.
1: Well, with that, then it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. And that is the struggles of getting into new games. Which I've actually, for the first time in my life, I actually am starting to experience as I have recently become an addict of him. <coughs> The very popular, universally acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV that includes a free trial up to level 60 with a Realm reward and the award winning Heaven Sword with no restriction on playtime.
2: Wow. Don't forget to download Final Fantasy XIV, by the way. Super good game. Great game. So, yeah, great, amazing game.
1: Great game. Great game. But because of that, I find myself struggling to get into new games and pick up new games, which is a big thing that I like to do is just play new games. Uh, the one game in question right now, Metal Hellsinger. Uh, I really want to play that game, but it's just like, eh, but I still got a lot to do in FF14, and uh, I've got some other games in my backlog that I need to play, so it's just it's getting difficult. So when it comes to new games for you, uh... I guess the first question is when a new game does come out, do you play it on release or are you, what are you stuck in for like older games?
2: Um. So basically for me personally, like I kind of have to force myself to go to the, like go and like decide with myself, I'm going to buy this game when it comes out on launch, because I think for a while, cause I bought like, what was it? Like, I've bought two games recently at launch. One was Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, a game that I honestly can't remember the last time I touched once I beat the main game. And then the next one was Splatoon 2, or Splatoon 3 even, which came out like two weeks ago. Like, I have to actively force myself to get on top of the new releases and pick up those games. Because if I don't, then I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch a playthrough online and call it a day. That that will satisfy me. Back then, at least when I was like more of a child, like I would there'd be like plenty of random games that I'd buy either at launch or close to launch. And then after the Wii U came out, which I did buy at launch, and that is probably one of the biggest regrets that I think I've ever spent my money on, but I've come to appreciate later on in life. Because, well, for one, I don't need to go and fiddle with a Wii to HDMI, get a proper TV that can hook up to it, and all that extra jazz. Like, I can just plug it. I can just get the HDMI cable, plug it in, that, and have that be it. But, yeah, since that, since those Wii, since the Wii U came out, I've been, like, very reluctant to buy games, like, either at launch or just at all. And it's not because I don't like playing games. Like, I absolutely love playing them but it's just like i kind of had it came, it came from just being like oh i'm super excited about this game i'm going to pick it up at launch to me just telling myself look you're going to buy this game at launch just go just go in the store and pick it up and take it home and then play it but yeah i feel and even still to like this day it was so it's still so hard for me to just pick up and play and then there's a whole and then not to mention the backlog of games i have yet to finish even on like the switch alone i think i have like 20 games at least on top of my head (laughs) that i have not finished that i have started but not finished and it's like crazy because like i you obviously want to get your money's worth out of a game no matter how or at least attempt to no matter how good or god awful the game ends up being but then when you just leave it there, you'll be like, oh I'll play it later, and then that takes and then that takes another month and then a year and then three years and then that just piles up and you just end up and you're just like, oh, when did I buy this game? I don't even remember me having this. Then you go and play it for like maybe an hour or two, put it back, and then just completely forget that it exists. Like I just hate I just hate when that happens, because then I don't get the money's worth out of a game. And it's just like, why did I even buy this to begin with if I wasn't gonna play it?
1: Yeah, that's that's understandable. I think a nice thing that I found is I can thanks to my Twitch channel, I'm like, oh hey, I can finally play like a couple of games in my backlog for just for content. And it's worked out. I just recently finished the first Devil May Cry. As I'm currently playing through that series on the side, and it's been going good. And I think that's a good way to help me stay invested in games that are new to me, at least. Yeah, that that's
2: good though. See, that would work for me. But the problem is, I made this very, very smart decision of buying a Switch Lite, which, as you could probably guess, cannot stream anything properly. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) the one downside of the Switch Lite. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it may be portable, the colors may be nice, but it cannot stream at all. Like, it's just like, that's probably like, I think one of my biggest regrets of all time, because I bought the Switch, I bought the Switch like before I thought about getting into streaming itself, and then I got into streaming, I was like, oh, maybe I could use this to stream, try to find a, try to find a dock that would work with it, all of them didn't work. None of, them, none of them would work. It's
1: just a hot plate of regretty spaghetti.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> no. um, for upcoming games, are there any games that are coming out this year still that you are going to try to force yourself to get in play?
2: Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure because I kind of, like, for me, I guess kind of like having hype for a game I mean, I guess over the next... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I forgot Sonic... Um, What was it called? Sonic... Oh, um, Frontiers? Frontiers was coming out. Yeah. That will be a game I'm going to try my absolute hardest to push myself to get because I know if I don't push myself soon, it's going to be sold out and then I'm going to have to go find a digital... Uh, not a digital copy. An actual copy from, like, some, some like, some, like, random seller that's going to sell it within, like, two months. It's going to send it within two months and it's just going to be, like, another headache so i kind of for me at least i want to capitalize on me wanting the game now and then and then once that happens i end up forcing myself to play it because if if like if i don't force myself to like buy the game and then play it it's just gonna end up being another pile of my catalog (laughs) just sitting there what you do force yourself
1: to play these games is there something are you hoping that there's something that that that's there to like hook you enough so that way it's like oh hey i don't have to force myself to play this because i want to play this now i just want to do everything with this game and not force myself to is there something that what are those things that you're looking for to hook you
2: okay yeah this is an easy question one is the music um, One is the music like just having something in the background like whether it's, like, like a fast-paced action beat or, like, a somber, low-piano-tone type music, like, that can be... That's... It's not necessarily my first thing, but, like, if that's there, that's definitely gonna be, like, part of a reason why I want to keep going. Next would probably be the gameplay. So, like, for me, like... Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, fast-paced. Like, if the control is nice if i can actually feel the weight of the character or just or in some case or in other cases like feel myself actually turning the car like in mario kart or something along those lines then yeah that would definitely encourage me to play it more and want to get good at the game and then probably the third i'm like i guess not necessarily but like the story kind of like I, I play like obviously you know I play like Kingdom Hearts and like that story is convoluted and you don't even know where or
1: what. Boy howdy is I boy howdy I could give a lecture uh that's two not even two hours, it would probably be three at this point, maybe four. And people still may not understand everything.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like even me as someone who's like cause I'm like playing like like, I obviously kind of know basically what happens up to, like, the current point, like, 3 in Melody of Memory. But, like, I'm playing through the games, like, for the first time. So, like, me, like, going from, like, something like Kingdom Hearts 2 to Birth by Sleep and how different the controls are because, you know... how Yeah, Kingdom because Hearts of
1: the, like... the system that they use for merging spells and the spell slots and the major action commands and all that stuff. Yeah, very different than your... Standard Kingdom Heart game.
2: Yeah, and then just, like, the story of that game, too. Like, from what I've... From what, basically, I've seen. Like, how it's... Like, at least for Birth by Sleep, it's, like, a sort of building ground into, like, the future games. When you get into stuff like Dream Drop Distance and, like, Melody of Memory and stuff like that. Those are actually have...
1: It's, it's key story parts. One that leads to three, one that's after three... And it's just like, well, why do I have to play the side game for this important element?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Like, just... Yeah, and then, like, with Melody of Memory, too. Like, I mean, at like, least like, Melody you know? of Memory
1: is fun. I love Melody of Memory, but that's because I'm a junkie for rhythm games. Like, fucking Theater Rhythm coming out next year? Inject it into my veins, please. Oh, yeah,
2: true. Like, rhythm games themselves can be very fun. But the problem I have with like, stuff like Melody of Memory is that nothing of that game matters until... Literally the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally the end of the game. Like nothing matters. It's just a recap of all three games, and then you get the and then you get the entire lore dump basically at the end. That yeah,
1: it's a recap of every game through its music, and then it's like, oh yeah, here's coded. Here's the two songs from coded. You never have to touch coded again. It's <laughs> just like cool. Thank you.
2: It's just how significant coded is in general. C- God, coded. Yeah. Fun
1: fact: that was my first Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I've heard.
2: I know a lot of people whose first Kingdom Hearts games were either three five eight or coded or Dream Drop Distance. But if it's Dream Drop Distance, oh God. At least it was, least it was
1: on the three DS and had a, a, a had a stick. Yeah, and true. not just a D pad.
2: Yeah, true. Just play. <laughs> Like I mean, coded is kind of fun, excluding the excluding if, the If story. you want a
1: better, if you want a better um, experience with coded, play it on a 3DS. Just just play it on a 3DS, please. Save yourself the th- enjoyment the of egg. that
2: game will improve much more with a with an actual circle pad instead of the D pad. Yeah, at least at least coded is like the shortest one in the franchise. At least I think it is. It's like it's like 13 hours, which may sound daunting to anybody who hasn't played a Kingdom Hearts game. But some of these games can take like 30, 40, like, I don't even, I don't remember how much, how long three takes. Three,
1: I'd say... t- if you, th- I can actually answer that for you. If you want to do everything in three, it'll take you roughly between 60, 70 hours. No, 50, 60 hours, I would think, depending on your skill level. And I say skill level because uh, I'm talking everything, including the data fights, and also the Yazora fight. I fun fact, I still haven't being Yazora.
2: Oh yeah, I've heard like, cause of course, anybody who's played Kingdom Hearts has heard of like the infamous like infamous super balls is like sephiroth
1: and one and two are pretty i mean the game has been out for how long sephiroth and one and two uh lingering, lingering will, will into and two
2: final mix um zemnis in one final mix yeah
1: uh yeah zemnis mix. Yeah, not, not even mix. Zemnis.
2: it was like the um enig- or, enig- enigmatic man or whatever it was. yeah
1: but it, it's zemnis it's yeah it, it's, it's, just it's zemnis. still zemnis
2: yeah and then uh, um
1: in Birth by Sleep, you have the Nightmare Vanitas, and you also have Xemness again.
2: It's either Xemness or Young Xehanort. I'm not uh, 100%. It's one of the
1: two, but they're, they're hooded. So yeah.
2: It's... yeah, they're all hooded. So... <laughs> and, Z-
1: and technically, Z- Zem- it's the same person, just different title. Exactly. Uh, same person,
2: different title.
1: I don't think Coded has a secret boss. I could be wrong, though.
2: Oh, no, but Sora's heartless at the end. Oh, that was that was actually so difficult. Maybe it was because of the controls, but like, yeah. man. <laughs>
1: uh, What else? Dream Drop Distance had the Disney look. Julius? Like, yeah, Julius, Julius or whatever,
2: yeah. And then 3 had. 3 has like, Data Yuz- Fights. Yeah. It oh, has it has. It the had, fights, it, I Yuzuru, guess it's that Yuzuru, Infernal then,
1: Heartless. I yeah, know, um, it, but that's really about it. Yeah, but Dark inferno, or whatever it's called. Yeah, Dark. Yeah. That's really about it for KH3 though. That was that one was pretty tame for secret boss fights, and then I can't speak on three five eight for secret bosses because I that's the one I never played. I just watched all the cutscenes via. Yeah, I don't think three five eight had
2: secret. Yeah, I don't think three five eight had secret bosses. It might have had optional ones, but I'm not sure if it had secret ones. Yeah, like ones you could do on in the story. Like, like there was this one Neverland one that I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you played three five eight you already know which one I'm talking... Wait, oh yeah, it was Ruler of the Sky, I think. That boss is horrible. Like You have to be <laughs> flying, you have to fly, chase it, and hit it with the already clunky controls that the DS has. And it's just so much pain. It's so yeah. Much
1: pain. Before we go too far off into Kingdom Hearts, is there, a- is there anything else you want to add on uh, the topic at hand?
2: Um, For, like, just forcing myself to get into the game? Yeah. Um. So, at least for me, basically, I guess the one positive about me kind of forcing myself to, like, sit down and enjoy games is that my wallet is not screaming in pain when I have to do a splurge on, like, eight, on, like, eight different games that I want at once. So, that's one, that's one positive, <laughs> at least. You
1: know what? That is, a, that is a very good point to bring up. I wish I could say the same, but then it's just like, huh, I haven't bought a new game in a while. Let's just go on the Final Fantasy fourteen online store and give Square Enix more of my money. Well, over a stupid chocobo, I can hold two people. Exactly.
2: <laughs> like even oh yeah, even more on Square Enix though. Like, like I like kind of off topic of this whole like forcing myself to get the games. Like I am still salty that for the Switch version of Kingdom Hearts one point five plus two point five, it didn't even put it on an actual cartridge. But then they go and they take like no offense to near players like I haven't played your game but I'm sure your game is very good itself. But then they give near like a physical cartridge release. But then they go and give is Resident Evil? That's not a Square franchise, right?
1: No, that's Capcom.
2: That's Capcom. Yeah, they gave that a cloud version too, which I I still don't. I guess
1: I, I, I guess it just it's I guess it's just. Uh... I don't know, Nintendo's like, you can run this, but not this. That has to be on the cloud. Or if, if you don't listen to us, we'll send Reggie after you. Even though he's no longer with us, his body is always ready.
2: Yeah, he knows his body is <sighs> always ready. But yeah, even even more so on that point. Like, 1.5, 2.5, they ran on... Because like, I'm pretty sure you'll agree that the Switch is kind of like... At PS3, Xbox 360 levels of graphics. Yeah. So, like, of, like, kind of, sort of.
1: Here's the thing I'll say this. It depends on what game they're playing. I think if, if you're talking a Nintendo first party, it's some of the crispiest graphics you've ever seen. And then when it's not, it's just like, what is this? A PlayStation 3, 360? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm not, like, exclusively like Nintendo first parties. Like, I'm talking.
1: Yeah, multi- exclusively the first parties, yeah, your, your, your graphics take a hit. But if you don't care about graphics, the games are pretty much the same hopefully as long as the cloud version doesn't ruin them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like they could have like cuz even for stuff like other franchises like how Atlas is putting Persona 3, 4 and 5 all on Switch probably with probably with physical versions of each game. Yeah, sure portable. Yeah, sure P3 portable was like a PSP version.
1: It means that the switch will be able to run it easily. <laughs> exactly, it will, it, decent, it will be able to run it with
2: decent graphics, and hopefully not. Although they might just cheap out and put like make it run at thirty frames, but that that'd still be better. Like that's still they like, they they take the time to actually care about porting it. That's when like that's when like people will start caring about a game. Like yeah, sure, with Sora and Smash and all, that was a great time to release Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 the entire shebang of games all there ready for you to play. But why does – like, like Kingdom Hearts 1, that can run on, like, a PS2.
1: It can run on no, a potato.
2: It can run on basically anything that's, like, a PS2 or better. And then they go and release that game on, like, cloud, and it performs just, like, god-awful. Because I tried playing – um, what was it called? Because I wanted to see how 2.8 ran. Obviously, I knew that wasn't going to run well on the Switch because you knew how, like, if you've played it, you know how much of a graphical masterpiece it is compared to since they started they, working yeah, with like, the Unreal Yeah, when they PS4 switched stuff. to the
1: Unreal Engine.
2: Yeah, this, yeah, still. Just like looking at that. And then I tried Dream Drop Distance, which frankly should run on the Switch just fine, but because um, 0.2 is there, it 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 just doesn't yeah it would have had to be a cloud version but it's just at the same time it's just like so disappointing for because that could have been the biggest opportunity because of course they released melody of memory on switch which ran fine because it didn't it doesn't really take that much to run yeah since you're just having like Good
1: good old rhythm games
2: yes good old rhythm games But then, yeah, like just having 1.5 and 2.5 not be like physical releases, like that was such a miss. That was such a missed opportunity because you can bring in like a whole lot of Switch fans. At least for me, thankfully, I had already bought most, if not actually, I bought 1.5 and 2.5 and 2.8 on the PC, and I have three for the Xbox. Even the PC version is rough around the edges. But at least it's not a cloud version. <laughs> at least yeah. I can experience it normally without having frame drops due to due to having quote unquote bad internet, even though my internet was never that bad. Because like for even for I I, I know we're, we're supposed to avoid this whole Kingdom Hearts hole, but like it's just when I get so passionate about companies making stupid choices, I can just talk for basically forever on mm-hmm. them. It's just well, it's why <laughs> I don't understand the logic, and then they priced the entire thing at nearly one hundred dollars. You can buy the entire collection of Kingdom Hearts one to three for forty dollars on a PS Four, probably the same amount, unlike the Xbox One. Like the entire, the entire, the entire shebang. I think even including Melody of Memory, you can buy that the entire collection of games for forty dollars, and then and square and nintendo like they're like oh yeah they're kingdom hearts fans. they're gonna buy anything 90 dollars. like wh- wh- like i can't even wrap my head around like owning a game that i don't really own like of course you've got like the whole physical and digital debate on what people prefer at least for me i don't really care that much since the differences are usually pretty slim if none really but then the difference between that and just cloud, it's just like we are like we aren't ready for cloud versions for like generally speaking. Like either we have to either you have to fix your servers and make it somewhat playable to where it's almost seamless that you don't have one input delay, two the picture just turns into a pixelated mess, and three, the audio quality just doesn't disappear entirely. But yeah, that is where we will stop with the Kingdom Hearts for <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, and with that, uh, it's also time for us to start closing things out and head into the bonus level.
0: Community Q&As, a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level.
1: And to kick things off in the bonus level, we of course have the community corner uh, where the viewers and listeners of Tony's Game Lounge can join the official Game Lounge Network Discord and uh ask us questions for future episodes of the podcast Uh, we got two this week Uh, the first one from x crisis what is the craziest thing that has happened in a game event that you saw
2: well i mean i guess personally for me i haven't really watched that many gaming events because i'm kind of just sort of slithering my way into like the internet community and figuring out like what i want to do I guess the craziest thing was me watching um I guess somebody play Kingdom Hearts two on GDQ beating all the data fights. And this at was level like, one. Yeah, at level one too. And I was just like wrapping my head around. Like like I would never like not necessarily I would never, but it would take me like a long time to just um even wrap my head around doing a level one run. And just seeing people beat the fights with relative ease is just crazy. It's just crazy for me just seeing that. And then when, and then they got to like fighting Lingering World and all that. And I was just amazed on how, of course, there's like some strats to like beat him or whatever. And it's, and just seeing all of that done at level one is just crazy.
1: Uh, And our second question is from scoptimus7. Maybe a loaded question, but how does the recent shakeup at Twitch affect the speedrunning running community? From, uh, I'll start, I could start with this as well. From what I've witnessed, the speedrunning communities don't seem to be as affected. But that's just what I've seen. And I might be wrong.
2: I've heard a lot of speedrunners talking about shifting over to YouTube. And the thing that I, the sneaky suspicion I have with that is, is that for me personally, I never see speedrunners on YouTube. If I'm seeing anything speedrunning, it's either the VODs of their PBs, or just a trimmed down video of them doing like a quick run of an event, a quick run of a game. Most of the time it's just VODs. I never see live speedrunners that much on YouTube. And I'm not saying they don't exist because I'm almost positive they do. It's just that Twitch itself being built. Because YouTube for... It's a lot easier more, to find speedrunners
1: yeah. on Twitch. than it Yeah, is it's a lot account.
2: easier to find speedrunners on Twitch because Twitch was like... Sort of built on gaming, and then it expanded to like IRL content. Yeah, and there's other sort of. Comp-
1: YouTube was kind of just an amalgamation of everything from the get-go, but leg- how I word this: when those big people go to YouTube, Twitch will take the semi-big people, make them big, and that helps people like us grow even more. That's that's how I that's how I see it. So that way, I stay positive and not depressed. Uh, But that's our Community Corner for this week. If you want to be a part of it in future weeks, you can join the official Game Lounge Discord and the link to that will be in the description of the podcast. Moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past from September 26th to October 2nd. On the 26th, 2006, Namco Bandai released the Fast and the Furious video game for the PS2, PSP, and Xbox in North America. On the 27th, 1992, Enix released Dragon Quest V for the Super Famicom in Japan. On the 28th, 2010, Capcom released Dead Rising 2 for the PS3 and 360 in the US. On the 29th, 1996, Nintendo released the Nintendo 64 video game system in North America for $199.95. On the 30th, 2008, Sega released Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood for the Nintendo DS in North America. On Saturday, 1999, October 1st, Nintendo released Pokemon Yellow, the special version Pikachu edition for the Game Boy Color in North America, and October 2nd, 2012, 2K Games released NBA 2K13 for the PS3 and Xbox 360 in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Return to Monkey Island. It's called Speedrunner to reach the end of the game in two hours or less. Love to see trophies like that.
2: Yeah, It's nice when game developers acknowledge the speedrunning community. It kind of shows how much they care really about all the aspects of games because there's there's not one way to play a game or there's not one way to enjoy that. So just seeing, like, um, game developers expand, like, how much they care about not just, like, the casual players but, like, the speedrunning community who always strives to get faster is in, is pretty pretty nice, I'd say. So good, on, good, good for the return to monkey devs.
1: Yes. And the game of the week, if it's not obvious from us talking about it earlier tunic once again getting game of the week on this podcast because it's just that good play it if you have it
2: just play it play the game play play the the gun
1: i will come to your house as a fox and force you to play this game
2: yes please just like if anything if anything if anything that you take from this little episode of this podcast
1: Play Tunic. Please
2: play Tunic.
1: <laughs> Please. We, we are not sponsored by this, by the way. This is this is just
2: how good the is, game is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh and that is everything uh this week. Abiku, thank you for coming on the podcast.
2: Yes. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I had so much fun just chatting about games.
1: Glad to hear it. Where can we find you on the internet?
2: I stream on Twitch, so if you want to find me, it's a-B-E-E-K-U with two underscores at the end. I don't know why they're there because Twitch won't let me have just my name there. Oh, just, no. Yeah. Um,
1: you, you got unlucky. You got the... some. You got you to go find uh, the Abiku without the underscores and beat their kneecaps in now.
2: I'm also on Twitter. Um, you can find me there at... I think my handle is Abiku with three U's. So we're already keeping that name streak going of me just not having... The ability to just put my name consistency on platforms that's <laughs> i just love that
1: uh and of course you can find me you can find me tony over at radio tony on twitter and tony's game lounge everywhere else on instagram twitch tick tock yeah that's it that's where you can find me uh we are currently still working on our twitch um in regards to stuff you can see uh more final fantasy 14 devil may cry Two. Because Spooky season's around the corner, Amnesia, I hate myself because I I, I hate that I'm going to have to play that, Uh, and a bunch more as well. So stay tuned for that stuff. And uh, once again, Abiku, thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you
2: for having me, Tony.
1: And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast. And we will see you next week right here in the Game Lounge.
0: Goodbye. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.